0: This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends, and welcome to the eighth episode of Backroom Beauty Talks. Just want to take a second to thank you so much for listening. This has been so much more fun than I even thought it was going to be, and I appreciate all the love, all the feedback, all the shares, and all the reviews. That is always so helpful for a new adventure like this. I'm so stoked to be talking to Ashley Jo Gillen today. She is a stylist, a salon owner, and a wellness coach, basically a life coach for hairstylists. She's going to help somebody avoid burnout, um, avoid exhaustion, find their energy behind the chair, basically be able to thrive within their business and also within their lives. So you know I'm all about that. I promise you you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to give you a ton of value. And once again, if you like it, share it, tag us all the things. Enjoy. Hello Ashley, how are you today?
1: I am good. How are you?
0: I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Tell everyone Thank a little you. bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into the industry? All the things.
1: Right? Okay, so I am from Darlington, Indiana, which is a small ass town of 800 people. It's about I love talking the how I'm like from a small town cuz people are like you have to work in the big city lies. Um, and I became a hairdresser back in 2002. And honestly, I really wanted to get out of school half day. And my counselor's like, you're not smart enough to go to college. And so yes. I just kind of bought into that for a long time. And so then I went to school my junior and senior year of high school. And when I graduated high school, I graduated cosmetology school the same time and I've been at it ever since. So I thought it would be like a great, like quote, fallback career, you know? Right. Like you never
0: looked at it as your main
1: career. No. Um, (laughs) but I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I heard you on another podcast and I don't hear often people talk about going to like VoTech or like a vocational Mm -hmm. thing um, because I did the same thing. So I have like resonated with you kind of the same reason. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really hated high school and I really just wanted to be able to drive to a different school and like smoke a cigarette in between class and And here we are, what, 17, 18 years later, you know, helping stylists Mm -hmm. now. Which is kind of cool.
1: So exciting. So oh, you like own your vault. own salon, correct? I do. It's um, we have a. It's called Lavender and Hops Style mm-hmm. Lounge. I love the name. Thank you. Uh, finding a name for a salon is very hard. And yes. So I remember when that came to me, I was like, "That's it. That's it right there." And I do. I own a salon, and I have two teammates that work with me. And don't don't call them like I don't like, you know, don't call me like don't call me your boss or you're not my employee, but we're all teammates and it's great. So it's it's a fun experience to be a part of their journey and to help them like and and I'm at that stage where it's like it's not about me, but it's about like how can I help them grow because they make me better just as much as my experience hopefully pulls them along. So it's a good now.
0: Have you known them for a long time? No. Okay, so they. So I. Yeah.
1: They just found you, or you found them? They found me. So my one girl, we're going on two years together, and she like, and you know, we had a journey. She um, started as an assistant, and then moved into like our building together, where we're the salon is located now, and then she wanted to kind of experience booth rental, and I was like, great. I was tired of all of it. So she experienced that a little bit. And then after COVID it was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be a teammate employee. And I was like, great. But I found her, she found us through marketing basically. So like when we think about marketing for our clients, it's not so much just the clients. but she's like, I wanted a salon in my hometown that was doing something, you know? Right. So right. that's how she found me. And so she sent me an email and we had an interview and it was great. I feel like you can tell the culture of a salon by
0: by social media or by marketing mm-hmm. in general. Now you're in a yeah. small town. Um, is that how is that a challenge? Like, do you have a lot of salons in your area? Are you one of few salons in your area? Are you the only salon that has a
1: social media presence in your area? Like how what does that look like? Okay, that's so great. In my town, there's another gal that also is a hairdresser and simultaneously as we were opening, she had done something. So she had to take a sabbatical and I would see some of those clients and like, I am not lowering my prices because we're in a small town and the community as a whole. So, I mean, obviously there's the County, there's like 45,000 people in our whole County. Right. Right that's true for everyone, right? Like all the states have counties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I don't know if, I don't know if Virginia Beach considered a county or not. Like, I really am not sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is a city and a county different? Uh, well, like a city would be like a town or like a bigger community inside a county. So like, right. You know, I guess our so county like, would
0: be hand- I don't know. That's a good question. I don't hear anyone like refer to anything around here as county until you get out in like right, like where the Rule. fields are essentially. And then yes. all of a sudden it's this county and it's like, wait. I don't- <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's easier for me to lump an area into the county because, you know, the county is as big as an entire city in some places. So in this town, like the main town, there's probably. There's a salon everywhere, you know, there's probably like 10 major ones and then another 15, you know, other ones and -and so-and-so does hair over there and over here and people like go there all the time. So small town, it's a challenge in some ways, social media. I think everyone is on social media, finding websites for the community. Of like of hairdressers is is a challenge. Not a lot of them have a website, and I think that right. those two things kind of go hand in hand. And then um, social media, I think a little bit. I don't really, I don't really know. Right. I think the biggest challenge would be pricing and money and money mindset yes. around all of that.
0: Are you a higher price than most of the salons around you? Or are you in the
1: middle you know, or? I have no idea because no one has a website. How am I supposed to know? Yeah, that's a good point. Unless I, you know, call them. Right, right. Average. I mean, I'm like average. I want to be that person that is like, what's the word? Oh, I was talking to my cousin this morning where you have, you could buy leggings at Old Navy or uh, Fabletics or Lululemon, right? right? Like I want the gal that's probably going to go to Fabletics or Lululemon for leggings versus old Navy.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's funny. You say that when I did my whole branding thing, um, I was asked like, where does my ideal client shop? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, she likes quality. So she'll go to Lululemon because I'm kind of obsessed with Lulu myself. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll go to Lululemon, but she is like not opposed to like the $7 t-shirt at Marshall's. Like she's right. she knows perfect. when to spend money and when not to spend money. Like, perfect. <laughs> um, I love that. Okay, so small town So not, so you don't really like pay, I, I don't like the word competition because I truly believe that there really isn't competition anymore. Although mm-hmm. I do think a lot of stylists still think there is.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: But so you don't really pay attention to your surrounding salons necessarily.
1: I really don't. Um, I think that we, like I obviously want to be aware of like our reputation. Right. You know, are we doing quality work? And I'm like, where is, do I want to go? And where do I want to take this salon? And how do I want people to feel? Yes. And if, if I'm nailing that, then that's really all that matters, right? Right. Because I can't worry about that. And we're in like an oasis where we are. Like we're in the quote downtown of this small town. And um, so I don't really know what's going on in the world. Right. It's kind of awesome. Well, it's 2020. So that's a good thing. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad thing. (laughs) When. It was weird because nothing really happens here. So when all of COVID was like really at its height and like you could see people in Walmart, like wearing masks, it's like, oh, this, I think, that was traumatic.
0: I feel like everyone felt that way. Now, do you have to wear masks at work right now or no? Are you, you mandated?
1: Uh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so when we, the,
0: all of this first started, I uh, remember walking in stores, the grocery store, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, what's going on? Like, there's just like two people, because I did not wear a mask until we were mandated to wear a mask, until they could say, mm-hmm. you cannot walk in this store, you know, unless you wear one. And now it's like, it's so normal. It's so weird.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so weird, right? Yeah, like, like every, I, I mean, even the salon, like it. it's... It's just strange. And I mean, like it's how masks. Oh, we might be getting in a can of worms here, but like masks are either like you're educated or you're not. Right. You know, right. as far as, oh yeah, there's, it's creepy.
0: So let's talk about behind the chair for a second in 2020, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. so I, when I went back for, we were locked down for like two months, I think exactly. And, um, you know, we had to wear the masks and, you know, it was just a different vibe. Like you have all of these things going on in the world. You have all of these different conversations happening on all these different subjects. And it was like, you. I went from 17 years of knowing how to make my clients feel comfortable, like mm-hmm. by like what they like to drink and their head massages to now, like how do I make you feel like you're not going to leave here and like kill your grandma? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And it was this weird, like I don't know how to make you feel comfortable anymore. I don't really know what to talk about. Like I don't want to argue and I don't want to like
1: get you going. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Have you felt the same? I, yes. And I like just really during shutdown, I I was like, what is happening? Right. And we, I tried to focus on some projects at home. And then we did some stuff in the salon and spent some time with my children. And it's just like when we were opened up again, so we were shut down seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And when people came in, I was almost just like, let's just, I just want them to feel love and like connections aren't going on. And like, how was that for you? And I dove in there. I was okay with that to like diving in there i'm incredibly neutral behind the chair when it comes to whatever i look yes. at that space as a space for them to say whatever they want so whether right. they le- like whatever they think about politics and then religion and all of the things and the masks and the no masks because i mean like it, it we're i mean we're in the middle of the cornfield in indiana so it, generally pretty conservative.
0: I was going to say, I can only imagine where, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, and so I just welcomed that. And I, I, and I, there was a, I almost took a sub either subconsciously. I almost like put up just a shield of just like, not, it, not taking on that energy. Right. Um, when it became like mask mandated, that was really rough. Cause it's like, that was rough, you know. Right. So, well, if
0: you're in a salon with a lot of people, you can't mm-hmm. necessarily say if you're comfortable without it, you know, because what if the person mm-hmm. next to you isn't, and then you have to deal with that? Was, yeah, I I was in a big salon, and it was it was hard. It was it, hard. It was like my client would be uncomfortable with like this client who had it, you know, below her nose, and it's like I don't
1: like I don't know what I, you know. Want me to, I can't like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> like you know. I know. So yeah. I, I, One of the biggest things was a gal and I had never met her before. She was brand new. She's so I like to do curly hair Mm -hmm. and she came in mask on. And it's one of those situations where I was styling her out and I was like, I don't love how this looks. I like, I want to try these different products because after COVID I like switched product lines, all the different things like really honed in. And so she came back in the next week I used some different product and I was like, I didn't like how something was looking. And I was like, can you take off your mask? And I saw her face and I was like, oh my gosh. Right. I could not cut her hair until I saw her face. And then once I saw her face, I was like, you're beautiful. Hello. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And um, then I was able to do the thing. You can't see my hands. I was able to do the thing with the hair to make it not be so wonky. But that, that mask was there, and that's it's a like, really good was, point.
0: That's yeah. something I had to have it. So when I came back, I knew that school was going to be funky, so mm-hmm. I didn't take any new clients because I didn't know good what my you. September was going to look like, but mm-hmm. I didn't even think about first of all, having to have a consultation where I can't see somebody's face,-
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know second, like maybe they have a bigger nose, and like maybe yeah, they, yeah like I didn't even think about that. that yeah, it was difficult. very
1: profound, yeah, yeah um. It's it's interesting. So it was and it's still interesting cuz it's like yeah. now I notice like the Walmarts are not doing the things anymore. It's kind of like right phasing out maybe. I don't know. Yeah. One step at
0: a time. So my dad lives 45 minutes from here and he's like in mm. the I'll say country and um like he says nobody out there wears masks. We're mm-hmm. here like you they'll just straight up tell you you can't come in at this point. Yeah. Um but also we're all like we want our kids to go to school next week. So put your fucking mask yeah. on. <laughs> like, we yeah. saw a group of people at the park the other day. I told my friends, so I'm going to go over there and tell them y'all need to back up. If my five-year-old does not go to school on Tuesday,
1: I'm going to blame all of you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. They our <laughs> kids like went back August sixth. Yeah. Right. But they, they have the masks on and I think about them. I'm like, what's right. it doing for them? Like they, they had these masks on all day and like, it's they they're doing great they normal for them kids are so
0: much more adaptable than we are
1: because they don't really
0: know I mean they I don't know they don't know as much of what like like I don't know like my five-year-old doesn't
1: know he'll wear it all day long
0: he doesn't you know he like doesn't want to take it off I'm like okay
1: (laughs) how did you do that with them like with your boy during COVID did you like finally give it a name did you just or did you just kind of we just say the virus
0: Mm -hmm. I really don't want to scare him so mm-hmm. he knows that the parks are closed and the school is closed yeah. because of the virus. Um, yeah, but that was pretty much it. Because I've definitely I yeah. saw some people that kind of scare their children and like I don't right. want I don't want them to be scared to go outside and I just tell them, yeah. hey, like you gotta wear the mask so you know you don't spread yeah. germs and
1: because he will yeah. cough all over your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- now I did have a client, she was a nurse, she's like, I wonder if these masks will help with you know, traditional flu season. Right. We'll see. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I
0: think the big fear too is, um, our immune system when we don't have to wear them anymore, if that ever happens. Right.
1: <laughs> right? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, okay. So you were talking about talking with your client. So are you, so there's, there's various stylists, there's stylists who do not want to talk about like serious stuff, like not mm-hmm. even serious, but just they want to keep it pretty surface level. Yeah. I especially when I went into my suite loved a good solid conversation. Like, mm-hmm. let's, I don't. If, if you want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. I have no arguments or anything like that. But like, I liked getting getting a little deeper. Do you like getting deeper?
1: I do. Yeah, I really do. I want it to be a place. Well, especially since I like have been a life coach and right. I have those skills. Cause now I have like the right questions I can ask to get deeper, and like everybody has a, a oh gosh, let me I don't want to make it. Everybody has a map per yeah. se, and it's the view and the lens that they see life, right? Right. And even siblings have such a different view of the lens of how they see life. And so when someone's like, "Well, I don't want my hair to be blonde," and we think we like seeing that through our lens of the map, being able to ask the right questions to say, well, tell me about that. But like with anything and I'll like, they're like, I just want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? You know, like I will go in deep and it's fun. And I think that like, I, my clients will say they'll leave here and they're like, I just feel so much better. Thank you. And I'm like, you're welcome. Cause you therapy,
0: you therapied them. I mean, you essentially Mm -hmm. ask questions so that they can figure it out on their own, you know? Right. Yeah. I love that too. It builds a better relationship you know? Mm-hmm. So really I, does. I want people to leave feeling like not only are they beautiful on the outside, but they feel more beautiful on the inside, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, like leave oh, the no, things. Yes. Then they can just leave it and then they can feel lighter to move on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you are helping stylists now with their wellness. Talk to me I about am. that a little bit. So it was, Fall, October of 2018, so it was almost a year ago, two years ago, I had my marketing program that I was in work was working. I was growing lots of new faces, way more business than I could handle. And I was like, wait a second. I've just like gained some weight. Uh, We've just moved into this business. I was too afraid to raise my prices. And I was just like lost. And it was from like October to February, I like went and studied hair extensions and like really pushed myself out of the comfort zone and did some things. And it was like, oh my gosh, like I need to help hairdressers, like live their lives. So I looked into some life coaching, health coaching programs, and just kind of took a direction where I was like, I want to like, we need some help, Mm -hmm. you know? Not just with our business per se and how to get more clients, but like, how do you balance that? How do you address your money struggles and their money struggles? And like, how do you, like, how do we protect our energy, like physically, mentally, and all of the different things? So I experienced some one on one coaching in my life. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to have a conversation with somebody and I want to be guided. And so that's the direction that I'm going with other hairdressers.
0: Yeah. I think that it's like glamorous to take the balayage classes and do all, you know, get, get, well, I think it's needed. I think you need to build the confidence in your skill. Mm -hmm. um, And then, you know, make the money and all of the, you know, build the clientele, but then it's like it's not fun to necessarily learn how to take care of yourself. Right. Like, mm-mm, like, or at least it doesn't feel right? like it is, you know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of the same with like what I like to talk about with the money thing. It's like, it's, it's not a fun thing to talk about, but it's life changing. Literally. life really is changing. Like it really is. Yeah. yeah. So it's because- almost like you got to get people to know that they need it. Like, and now, I mean, we've been in this business a long time. You fucking need it. <laughs> like-
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, and that's the hard part where where it's like I know, like you market right to what people want, and it's like no one's going. I just really need a lunch break. They might think, right. oh, I want a lunch break, but that's not possible.
0: Or they think that it's just kind of the thing, right?
1: I uh, think okay. it just comes with the job. It
0: does. Yeah. Because that's what was fed to us for so long. I feel like, you know, right? the hustle, the hustle, the hustle,
1: the success, like even during quarantine, we were, I was watching this video and the guy's like, I work seven days a week, 12 hours a day in the salon and I'm slammed and that's his measure of success. And I'm like, okay. And who does your laundry, dude? Right. Like, what do you eat? Like, how much do you spend on takeout? Like, do you breathe? Like, do you like, cool. How's your body feel? That's great. But uh, I don't want to live my life like like that anymore. Right. You know,
0: so. The money's not always worth it, especially when a family or, you know, anything else is involved, you know, or if you want to do other things, I mean, being slammed behind the chair and then wanting to do coaching or something or education now, so many people want to get into, you know, education and it's like, well, you can't have, you don't have time if you're working 12 out, you can't, your body won't handle it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, right. what would you tell? I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. What would you tell a brand new stylist advice on how to keep that, themselves well to be in the long haul? And what would you tell somebody who's been in the business for 10 plus years that's burning themselves out?
1: Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with this beautiful word. It's right up there. It's another B word that you probably. Uh, it goes up there with like this. Yeah. Boundaries. Mm -hmm, My favorite word. (laughs) Mm. So for the new stylist, I would really, I would like, I would love to have a conversation with them to say, you know what? You're doing something incredible. You are going to school. You're learning a trade, like a skill. And the skill is created with your hands and your brain. And this skill is like very valuable because you're giving someone peace of mind by helping them feel better about themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is completely within your right of your boundaries to say, I will not do hair in your kitchen. I will not pick up that shampoo for you at the supply house and give it to you for $12. Actually, (laughs) I will not go to the supply house and pick up the shampoo and me personally pay $12 for it and tell you, Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. (sighs) Right. Um, I would tell them to protect that knowledge and feel pride, like pride in it. Like if you want to give somebody like an incentive, that's one thing, but like I'm speaking to myself from my entire twenties, like all the complimentary hair services I did for, all those people like what was no. your number
0: back then everyone had the number that like if it exceeded it they always oh, cut gosh. it down like
1: 135 I think and right, I, yeah <laughs> and I like only got through that number like three years ago right you know? right I went like when I opened the business so like my the annual household income like I kind of like I, like pricing right how do you find your prices but I started out my haircut, like my women's haircuts with an hour long blow dry, you know, so an hour service for $25. And for me to go from 25 to $30, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's terrifying. Then, so then the gal that's been doing it for a while boundaries, like mm-hmm. you will not lose your entire business. If you tell someone, no, you will not do it. Like If you say, I want to be home on Tuesday night to put my kids in bed and you have the peer, like the peer, the fear and panic that I'm going to lose all my business. If I, if I don't work on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., like Sally's not going to come see me anymore. Like I'm going to lose all my people. You will not. Right.
0: And you're telling yourself, oh my gosh, so a great story. I decided to take off Saturdays a couple years ago, like no longer work Saturdays. I had this one particular client that always came on Saturdays, never rescheduled, like never failed. I was terrified to tell her, terrified. I'd been doing her hair for years. She's not going to be able to come see me. She's going to be mad. So I finally told her and she looked at me and she goes, oh, I'm off every other Friday. I'll just come then. (laughs) And I was like- I literally stressed for a month <laughs> to tell this woman for no reason.
1: Where no I right, I I cut out for a little while. Like so, I studied extensions, and you know, in that extension world, it was like don't do certain types of services anymore. So I cut out men's cuts, right. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous to do that. Well, I had this customer, like client that would come, she'd come get her hair done and so would her husband. And she's like, thank you for telling me that you're not doing men's cuts anymore because he comes to my appointment with me and I just wanted some time for myself. And I'm like, right? oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She was okay with that. Like I was like stressing about it for how many times, like. Now, did
0: yeah. you, t- did you tell your guy clients you were no longer cutting their
1: hair or did you raise their prices? To where they stopped coming, I ripped the band aid and I told them. You just told and them. I said, I I. It was one of those moments where I'm like, if I don't tell them this today, it, it was a big deal. It was very hard. It was yes. so foreign for people in my small town. You're you you don't cut hair anymore? And I'm like, no, I still cut hair. I just don't cut men's hair anymore. Well, why? Right. No, it's not profitable. Like or it's whatever.
0: Like or I still like it.
1: Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I love it. Like I love cutting men's cuts. And actually, if you think about it, my men's cuts are like X dollars and I could do, I would make five more dollars per hour if I right. did two men's cuts. But your feet would hurt.
0: You would definitely not get a break. You would be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, um, I think that people don't understand that stylists have a choice in what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think now that people are starting to niche down, you're seeing more people go, no, I don't do that. I only do this or no, I don't do that. But like clients don't see that. And like,
1: I, they are shocked. Well, and I had this, I had to tell myself this a lot to gain some normalcy. It's Mm -hmm. like my, my husband like added on to our home, like as, as we started dating, he like added on to his home. He's very handy. He can literally do anything. It's incredible. But like, when someone's building a home, they have a designer, Mm -hmm. they have a contractor, and then someone does the plumbing. Someone does the electric work. Someone does the flooring. Someone does the drywall. Someone does the painting. Someone does like, so now we're like, what, eight people, right? Everyone does a different thing. And yet we have been told in our industry, you must cut the men's hair, the kid's hair, the mom's hair, the grandma's hair, and you perma. better not charge. And permum, you yeah. <laughs> better not charge more. You better not charge any money for all of that. Go ahead and give your hair colors, or your haircuts away for free. Color them. Be a master colorist. Do vivids. Do all of these things. And do right. some weddings. Not do some weddings. That's right. exhausting. Right. It, it is. And
0: think of all of the classes and all the. I mean, it's what is it? Uh, you know the master of, what is it? There's like a Jack of
1: all trades, master of none. Right.
0: Exactly. It's like pick something you enjoy and
1: then just master the shit out of it. Yeah. Do it. And do that. And like to kind of like go on the money game. So for stylists that like one of the ways to make more money is to not spend as much, but if you spend, I mean, okay. So a bottle of Brazilian blowout right? For like one bottle of just that product is $250. for right. so One bottle. Right. Now your revenue on that is going to be like what? 1600. I mean, Assuming- one client you pay for that bottle basically. Yeah.
0: Part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're going to need, technically you're going to need two clients to make it profitable. Right. But then what you're going to, are you going to do a lot of Brazilian blowouts or are you just going to do like one? You know, but if that was like your niche and you picked up on that and you were really good at it and you were known for it. Right. Then that'd be your thing
0: and everyone would go to you for that specific thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the
1: so the thing, the way that I find that happy medium with where I'm at, because it did not feel like I felt out of alignment to be honest, to just not do men's cuts anymore. Right. My men's cuts are more expensive than they were, like I did raise them, but it felt out of alignment for me, but So how I, what feels good is I want to have five specialties that I'm really good at and I focus on those. And this is what I coach to, and this is what I coach my girls to. So like, while the salon as a whole may take all of the services, you're going to have specific people that are really going to nail those services over the other one. you know, like, right. So that feels doable. Yeah. I
0: think mm-hmm. people want that now too. I mean, I know, yeah. um, for if, if you're listening, I'm taking a break from behind the chair. Um, and when I like, you know, told my clients who to go to, they would ask, well, who's good at blondes? Well, who's good at this or who's good at that? Or who has a good personality? Some people don't give a shit how the hair is done. <laughs> yeah, Some people just want the good conversation or whatever. And, um, it's easy. It's easy to go, well, this person loves this and this person, you know, cause really it's not even about, I mean, it is about what they're good at, but like, I'll ask the stylist, you know, what do you like to do? Who do you want me to send to you? You know, because I know for me, if I'm not into it, I mean, I I do a good job, but I'm not like, I don't know. You just don't leave. Yeah. Your cup isn't full when you leave work. Right. 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 I think in this business, in this industry, we're lucky enough to be able to make money doing something that we can leave at the end of the day and just feel good.
1: Yes. You know? Yes, we should. Yeah. But I would love to ask how many people leave the salon at the end of the day and, like, do they feel good? Right. You know, do they have enough? That's where I want to, like, my thing is, like, do you have enough energy to go home and make dinner? Right. Or hang out with your family or move on to the next task? Or do you feel like you are done? Don't what advice
0: me. would you give yeah. stylists to um,
1: help them boost their energy? Well, I mean, it's not fun to talk about take a lunch break, but <laughs> I definitely—I don't know. That. Everyone likes to eat. You <laughs> really do, and I mean, yeah. like a lunch break by like sitting down and like bending your knees. <laughs> right. The easiest thing that I have found is upgrading my footwear. Yes. I bought me some dance codes after COVID, and holy cow! Where have these been my whole life? Are you like walking on a cloud. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so great. Like I've been standing since nine a.m. this morning, and I'm like, I feel good. Like right. I, like I, because I'm looking at my dance clothes right now. Right. And so I good shoes, good shoes. Yeah, and like some water, and like, <laughs> like just taking some breaths. Like yes. that doesn't sound very profound, but it really will do. W- wonders, right? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people since COVID, you know, a lot of places you weren't allowed to double book. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people just stop double booking now because they just liked having that little break. That was me. I yeah. don't enjoy standing for seven hours. Like, you're processing. I want to go
1: sit and chill too. <laughs> right. And I stopped double booking you know, in this phase, like when I was in my phase of just like, I'm taking control of my life here and I stopped double booking and I won't do it. I don't like it. Right. It's, I I don't like it either.
0: And honestly, you'll find clients that don't like when people double book. Mm -hmm. My clients like that, you know, I can sit down and have a little conversation with them when they're processing if they want to have that or, you know, if I have the energy or whatever. Um, Yeah. If they come in for a root touch-up and want a few extra highlights, you've got that extra time, you know. Exactly. Um, So, all right. So as far as your coaching goes, um, tell everyone how we can find you and what your coaching looks like.
1: Yeah. For anyone interested. I love that. So you can find me on the World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. The Internet Machine. (laughs) The Internet Machine. (laughs) Uh, at Ashley And that would be just like, if this, it's something, if someone's interested in it, like we have a conversation and I do one-on-one coaching and we meet, um, once a week, uh, via zoom. So it's just like, you know, we can see each other right now. And we just talk about like, what are your goals? And, and like, if you want to, like, my thing is like, we're going to boost your energy. We're going to boost your income. And you're still going to have like actual time to live your life. And, but that magic really happens like one-on-one. So that is the weekly meetings because everyone has a vision. Everyone has a goal. How do you go from the vision to the actual reality of it? And that's what, that's what my coaching's about. So it's like, I kind of thought about doing classes or group coaching, but it's like, nope, I want to get in there. I want to get the relationship and like, see what you need. And then we, we go from there. So it's down. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, and if really anyone
0: nice. is listening that has never had a coach, um, it's amazing because you have it somebody really that's holding you accountable. Um, they are helping you along the way. They're helping you kind of figure out your own life. They're not just like telling you what to do. It's
1: like, yeah, I, <laughs> it, it's not, I can, I mean, I can give you advice, but it's like after we've done like enough deep work, but it's like, I right. have one girl she's going from, she's a renter in one salon and going to a suite. Right. Mm -hmm. And like what a joy it is to walk with her through that process. Right. Right. And like to help her have a moving map and to help her like label and name all the things that she needs to like could do. Right. Need to do anything, but she could do, you know, and like what a successful move looks like for her. Right. Not what it, has been said and in, in, in a vague way, but like, what do you want? So right. it was. It's just been a joy. And to, sometimes somebody and just, just
0: needs that, like hype woman behind them. Mm-hmm. I would have never taken off Saturdays if I hadn't hired a coach when I went on out of my. Yeah. Own. And all yeah. she said to me, literally all she said to me was, "Well, why why aren't you off on Saturdays then?" And I was like, mm-hmm. I, don't, "I don't know." <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like that one sentence, just like changed my weekends forever. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, this is that awesome. Like,
1: this is great. Good yeah. Chat. I,
0: I really enjoy this conversation. Um, Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to say to the people?
1: Ooh, to the people. <laughs> I mean, budgets and boundaries might not be as like, you know, thrilling to watch is like a, an amazing balayage placement but that was a good alliteration I just yeah. <laughs> but they're just as important in your business and your career behind the chair as as the actual like the techniques right so the support for them energetically is is good you know like money is energy like money is currency and currency is energy and like boundaries are Central for life. So,
0: and at the know. end of the day, when balayage is no longer a thing and that trend is out the window, budgets and boundaries will still be thriving.
1: <laughs> they really will. So, <laughs> they really will.
0: Got to set yourself yeah. up for the future. Yeah. I All like right, that. Ashley. Thank you so 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 much.
1: You're I really welcome. appreciate
0: this. I will put um, your Instagram and everything in the show notes and your website so for anyone who's listening you can find her there and thank you for listening yay i hope that you loved ashley as much as i do i loved that conversation and i always appreciate somebody coming onto this podcast and being real and open with me because the whole point of this is to have conversations with my friends that pretty much most stylists can relate to so it's like you're hanging out with your friend in the car at least that's the goal anyway so anyway if you liked it please do a screenshot um give me a tag on instagram and i would love it if you left a review i'm on spotify itunes wherever, wherever it is that you're listening i'm sure you can leave a review so i really appreciate it thank you so 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 much and i'll talk to you on the next one